Nerd Corner. It's just a flesh wound. Down on the corner. Nerd in the street. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Nerd Corner, the second most reliable podcast on the network. I'm, of course, John D. John Hammond, unfortunately, got really fucking sick last time when he was in line for the tickets that aren't even released yet, so now he's elsewhere. Because I don't have a decent enough excuse. I probably should have planned one. Suffice to say, John's not here. I am, of course, joined by, I'm refusing to use your real name because we've been friends for 27 years and I've never done it, my old mate, Paupel, spelled P-A-U-P-L. Hello, my friend. Ahoy, hoy. Hello to you too. Yep, 27 years, never used your real name in conversation with you. Not going to fucking start now. (laughs) (laughs) Is it 27? Yes. Yeah, 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 I think that's right. Yeah, it would be old. It's all been said, it's all been done. So that was Nerd Corner. Cool, yes. It's, uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, what's, what's been happening, sir? Well, it's been a very exciting week. Actually, last night we went and saw Maroon 5, which was awesome. Fuck, your week's and, been bigger than mine. And then the night before, of course, went to see the man, Kevin Smith and uh, Jay News. Yeah, don't don't bury the, the lead. Don't bury the lead. What was that? <laughs> don't bury the lead. We'll get to that. <laughs> Well, we've got some static. We're having some problems. This is being done via Skype. We've got a list of things. You've got you've got a list. You've done some homework. I can I, have, I can I have, relax I have done some homework, but uh, look, I have been listening to your lists, and I am eagerly awaiting to jump on one of your lists. So please, sir, take oh. it away. Oh, first time you've ever deferred to me for anything. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm going to open with something that's near and dear to both our hearts. Mm-hmm. Bill Finger. Now, I'm sorry, this is a, a Geek Actually podcast, right? I was under the impression that this was a, a Love Actually fan cast, so I'm only prepared Love Actually things to discuss. <laughs> well, you know, well, Fingers, you know, we could, we could turn that into a thing. But no, um, yeah, no, yes, yes, Bill Finger. Bill Finger, Absolutely finally, far away. 75 years later, is finally getting credited officially in, in line with Bob Kane. So now it's Batman credited by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, because let's face it, Bill Finger did all of the work. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. It's been a long while now, I think, that all the fans have, uh, have known about this and have been talking about it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. Which, to me, though, comes down to, at the time, it was just a work-for-hire thing. It comes down to why Jack Kirby doesn't get as much credit for all the Marvel characters as Stan Lee does. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. I mean, it just seems that that was sort of how business happened back in the day. I mean, they probably couldn't have imagined how big these characters would be. I like. I get the vibe that if you'd spoken from them and said, where will these characters be in 2015, they would have said, long forgotten. Yeah. Which, let's face it, there were enough characters back in the day that have since been forgotten quite rightfully so. That's true. That's true as well. Yeah, definitely. But no, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's a huge deal. So, um, so I mean, what do you think that means we'll be seeing his name now uh, in um, Batman 5 Superman? <laughs> well, Batman 5 Superman is the second place it's going to turn up. Oh, where's the first? Uh, Gotham, apparently. Really? Yeah, apparently now he's being credited on Gotham alongside Bob Kane, which means nothing to me because I gave up on Gotham at the point where they said, hi, this is Harvey Dent. Yeah, I saw you post about that on Facebook. That is actually down on my list as bones to pick with John if I find a segue for it. So, yeah. Oh, dude, no, it's, it's, no, it's nerd corner. We don't do segues. Dugged it, but, but yeah, go on, tell me what, what's uh, <laughs> what's, what's why my, did you hate that? You want me to you want me to go to re- revisit once again my my issue with Gotham? Uh, if, you know, if you like to. Oh, I'll, I'll indulge you, my friend. <laughs> I did ten seasons of Smallville. Yep, yep. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> oh, 
Smallville was awesome. <laughs> it was, but for all the wrong reasons. We all hung in there. It's... It was shit. We hated it, but we loved it, and we hung in there, waiting for it to get good, and it never did. And they're like, here, he's every fucking character before they became the character. Hey, by the way, this guy's the Riddler. Don't you be telling us any riddles, Nigma? No, and I just done it. <laughs> no, I did it. I did a diatribe about it uh, when when the show first jumped my personal shark, and yeah, I would just. And now they're introducing like everybody, and they're like, "Hey, Selena Kyle's going to stay at Wayne Manor." I'm like, "Fuck off, she is." <laughs> I was out. I just finished watching that episode and thought, oh, that was cool. I really liked that. And then I went online and saw you were like, no, no, down with this. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yes, I hate everything. Uh, I don't. I, I just, look, I, I I just there, wasn't there's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, there was just, there's too much stuff that I want to watch to find time to then commit to something that's mediocre at best in my mind. Yeah, okay. I can, I, I can go with that. Like, I dig it. I think especially with these DC characters in the comics that have done so many different takes, same with Marvel, that it's interesting to see them, you know, do a reimagining like that sort of as well, you know, on the TV. But, um, yeah, no, I know what you mean. There's just so much out there to watch now. Look, I think if they were going to do Gotham, they should have just done a straight-up adaption of, um, I want to say Gotham's Finest, what was it? Gotham Central, of Gotham Central. Yes, yes, that would have been awesome. Have it be basically um, like Powers in Gotham City. I mean, there are elements of Gotham Central in, in Gotham, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That there's, would have been awesome. There's too much sort of pre-fame characters of everything. That said, the Mr. Zaz episode was amazing. Yes, yeah, that was cool. And I saw today that they've confirmed uh, they're going to be doing a Court of Owls storyline. No. Yeah, and I love those books. I'm sitting next to my um, Court of Owls mask right now. Oh, very nice. So I think, <laughs> and going on a tangent because we don't do that here in Nerd Corner, um, mm. I think the Court of Owls is probably the best thing to be added to, Bat to the Batman mythos in the last 20 years. Oh, no question. I mean, and I think uh, Death of the Family is pretty close behind it, too. I loved both of those uh, those storylines. That is true. But just I think it's really hard to add to all these mythos now. Because I would really hate to be like somebody who's been brought in fresh to go and write for Batman. I think Scott Snyder's like, you know what? I'm going to come up with something new. And he did, and he did it well. Yeah, can you imagine? I I heard him doing an interview on um, Fat Man on Batman. Yep. And it didn't really occur to me until he was talking about it, and he was saying that, like, while he was working on it, that he was, like, having panic attacks and stuff. And, yeah, I thought about it, and I was like, man, that just the pressure would be gigantic. But, yeah. I mean, that was after reading the books, and just he's an absolute legend. But, he is. He yeah, is. yeah, he you're right. Like that would words, just be though. so daunting. Yes. So, segue. We've... <laughs> um, the Jungle Book trailer dropped recently. <laughs> I, I have not seen this. Do tell. They're doing. They've done more or less a, a, new, a new live action Jungle Book. Have you heard about okay. this at all? No, 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 no. Wow. Um, the only real person in it. It's a, like all filmed against a real backdrop. The only mm. real thing in it, though, is the kid. Apparently, they've CG'd oh, in. Really? They've CG'd in every animal. The trailer looks phenomenal. It's it's obviously a Disney production. Um, mm. You've got. Um, Scarlett Johansson voicing the snake. You've got oh, right. Ben Kingsley's in it. I believe he's Shere Khan. Yep, yep. Um, and I, um, I assume Andy Serkis is playing everyone else. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> Baloo the Bear, voiced by Bill Murray. No. Shut up uh... and take our money. <laughs> That's awesome. Actually, on a Bill Murray-related tangent, we all know it's well-documented where I stand on the Ghostbusters reboot. What are your thoughts, Sam? Go. Uh, 
I don't really have any sort of preconceived judgment on it yet. Like when I first heard about it, I was kind of like, oh, like it just seems like such a, um, you know, doing it for the sake of doing it sort of thing. Um, but you look, some of the pictures look great. Some of those actresses are really talented and really funny. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there. So I'm keen to go and see it. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that's because it. Really. The reason I ask, and it's an actual segue, is because there have been all these news reports coming out that, I mean, Ernie Hudson, he's on board. He's like, yep, I'll cameo as whoever. Apparently mm. he's turned up. Dan yep. Aykroyd. No Murray thus far, but Sigourney Weaver is apparently like... Sigourney most Weaver, I heard this, that she's yeah. going to be in it. Yeah. So, um, if they're going to do it, just tie it into original continuity then. If they're going to have these guys in it, tie it oh, in. They, they have to, right? Like, if Sigourney Weaver's going to be there, they've got to. Well, see, my thoughts on it, if you were going to do a, a soft reboot, do it the way they did with Vacation. So here's all the old characters, but we're <clears> going to move it on. Have it be... Like, have them all sort of around doing the Q&M thing. And have her son from the second one be one of the Ghostbusters, which I think was one of the early plans. I was just going to talk about that kid. I was going to say I wonder if he'll play some part in it. But, I mean, I assumed this was, like, is it actually a reboot or is it, I thought it was just going to be like a, a continuation. Well, by all reports, as far as I've read everywhere, and I've attended now just avoid it all, is, because all I see is headlines, people, everybody, every time there's a Ghostbusters report, someone tags me in it and I'm like, no. I don't care. Um, by all reports, though, it is just a straight reboot. Ah. Okay, fair enough. So all the cameos maybe just for a bit of fan service then. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, interesting stuff. Look, yeah, I'm... I don't know. I've got such a love-hate relationship with all the, the remakes and the rehashes <laughs> and stuff because it's cool because it's like, that's my childhood and they're bringing it back and I get to experience it again. But, yeah, at the same time, it's like... The original Ghostbusters are still there, and it's still awesome to watch. Well, that's right. Um, speaking of sequels that are apparently now not happening, that have been postponed indefinitely. Oh, you're going to break my heart, aren't you? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, you're going to say Pacific Rim, aren't you? I am. Oh, man, I read that the other day, and I just thought, oh, I hope the internet's broken. Maybe if I shake it, it'll fix it, but <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> um, look, wait, so there'll be no, no more digital handshakes, or whatever they were called. <sighs> I, well, I rewatched the first one not long ago, so and I, I was thinking, oh, I can't wait, there's going to be another one. It's like Sons of Anarchy with giant robots. Oh, yeah, I was so disappointed when I read that. Because <laughs> it was, too. It was Jax that was the guy, wasn't he? Yeah, man. <sighs> I haven't seen it since not long after it first came out. I need to revisit this thing. Maybe and Clay, and uh, Clay was in it as well. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was the... Uh, do you remember there was like the... Oh, in the city, he was the gangster guy that oh, uh, was... He was, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's now apparently even now off their off their release list, so sorry people. It's dead, Jim. Disappointing. Oh. <laughs> uh, well okay, if we're talking about uh sequels and spin offs and whatnot, I'll throw something at you from my list. Go for it. So I have been getting all the good tingles lately from Heroes is coming back as a mini series. Heroes tonight. is back. I know, tonight I got to see the, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm aware it's sitting there. Tonight I got to see the trailer for X-Files. I watched that. Fuck, she's had some work. (laughs) That's what we said, we were watching it, and then as soon as we finished, my wife was like, how have none of them aged? (laughs) Well, to be fair, Mitch Pelleggi's looked the same as he has for 25 years. Hmm. But I looked at her and I'm like, is that supposed to be Gillian Anderson? I'm sorry, but she just she does not look like her. He does, like, yeah. I'll have to go back and watch it again. I've been watching um, that other show that she has been in. Um, Hannibal? 
Fall. Have you watched this? No. Really good. So I'm kind of used to how she looks now, I suppose. But yeah, no, she's she plays uh, an English person in it, and yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway, so we've got that. We've got Twin Peaks is coming back as well. Yep. We're very excited um, about this. So let me throw this at you. If you could go back and grab any old show from kind of that era and bring it back in the form of a mini series or two, uh, I know your obvious answers are going to be like um, Sequest DSB or Maid Marian and Her Merry Men, but other than the obvious, what would you bring back um, as well, a, a mini series? I really would like to see them have another crack at Sequest. Well put. <laughs> um, oh. I want to see Trek back on TV. Give that us is on, that's on my list too. But sorry, go on. Give us new Star Trek on TV. And you know what I'd like to see, and I think I've said it on the show before, but I'll say it to everybody that'll listen, do a, do an Excelsior spin-off with John Cho as Sulu. That would be cool. That's a really good idea. Because they'll get him, because what, what else is he doing, really? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's probably the one. I just, oh, or a remake of just about anything from back in the day. Um, that's awesome. They can put that on, like, the poster for it. John Cho, what else is he doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, wasn't he on... Um, wasn't he on Sleepy Hollow? Or did he die? I haven't watched Sleepy Hollow. I've seen, I watched the first episode when it came out, but like you said, there's just such a backlog of stuff to watch. I that's about, as far, that's about as far as I got. So i tell you what I do need to go back and, and visit. I mm-hmm. need to go back and revisit Hannibal. I started watching that for the first time a few weeks ago and we've devoured the first two seasons. I made uh, it to the start of season two and just went, yeah, that'll do. Oh, really? No, when we got to the start of season two, I was like, quick, put on more, help me stand, you're my only hope. Um, and yeah, I loved it, but uh, we've kind of taken a break now when we got up to season three. Nice. Well, apparently season three is where it gets ridiculous. They do like Hannibal and Red Dragon at the same time somehow. So yeah, thing. we watched the trailer for it and I was like, oh, I was treating this whole thing as like a, we'd be able to watch it in the end and then go back and watch the movies. Yeah, no, apparently it all does this weird tie-in thing because I had a friend of mine here the other night, she was watching one of the episodes while I was cooking the dinner and I'm like, hang on, that's Mason Verger. He's not supposed Mm. to be there for a good many years. But he was. Yes, um, Heroes Reborn. I did start watching it the other night. How was it? I got about 15 minutes in and I fell asleep. That's what happens when you start work early and put on something new to watch at half past nine, ten o'clock at night. Mm. First 15 minutes was good. Oh, that's good. I enjoyed that. that. (laughs) It's It's off to a flying start. Um, cool. Are you planning on going back and rewatching all the old ones at all, or are we just going to um, Oh, the original series of Heroes? Yeah. See, I've got such a love-hate relationship with that show. I really mm. dig the first season. Yes. But the problem is, once you bring them all together and you save the cheerleader and save the world, where do you go with it? Yeah, yeah, look, that's a good call. I felt like I was always watching that, sort of waiting for something to happen. Yeah, I mean, um, I, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the stuff they did later when they were in the carnival. Yeah, that was cool. Like, with, um, the guy from Prison Break was there, and Ray Park was in it, and a whole bunch of these stuff. That was really that's cool. right, I forgot Ray Park was in it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that, that, that was cool. <laughs> Oops. Uh, that's, that's a really interesting question, though. That you can't, I can't, I've, I've come back to it again, when you're like, what... Well, one of those old school series what I like to see resurrected. Mm. Um, I want to see, yeah, give me some more track. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going back to it as I think about it. Because um, give us a remake of something sort of that was kind of dodgy. Battlestar springs to mind. And that's how you do a remake of something. None of this. Did you ever, did you see the new series they did of Knight Rider? No. Don't. No. <laughs> it, stars, it stars Michael Knight's illegitimate son. 
and it kind of ties in, and it's just not worth your effort. Uh, that's a shame. <laughs> well, it's like when they did the um, the Charlie's Angels reboot. They cancelled it after three episodes. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, did you, have you watched any of the Hawaii Five-0, the new series? Or no, but apparently that's great. Yeah, we watched the first, like, three seasons, I think. And, yeah, it was pretty, didn't stop watching for any particular reason. But, yeah, no, it was really sort of good. faded out. But, uh, yeah, I'll throw one at you. Um, did you ever watch the 4400? I tried. Yeah? I did try to watch that, and it just sort of didn't happen. I never really <gasps> got into it. It's definitely worth pushing through. Like it's, um, uh, I'll, I'll, look, I'll just throw this at you. And spoilers: twenty one that hasn't watched the forty four hundred, just pause this, go watch it, and come back. It's like really old. Throughout the series, they all start developing like special powers. Um, I do like and with the, the the end of the series, like the very last bit, of the very last episode. They've like made this drug that you can get injected with, and you'll either get superpowers or you die horribly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's such a cool idea. They could do so much with that. And it ends with someone turning to the camera, and like sort of offering you the syringe, and then it just ends. Um, cool. I mean, just that alone is a cool premise to start a brand new show. But I reckon that could be a sweet, sweet little miniseries. It could. Um, I've actually got an item on the list, which is a perfect segue for this conversation we're having, so I probably shouldn't do it, because we don't do segues here. There's actually, uh, I read, a, I did actually read the full report. I say that yeah. a lot on this show, because I note things down, mean to go back to them, and then don't. Apparently the A-Team's getting a TV reboot. That, I think I read something about that as well, yeah, but I think same as you, I read the headline and then um, <clears throat> kept scrolling down on Facebook. I mean, the, but, the, uh, <laughs> the movie didn't really set anybody's world on fire, so... Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that could be interesting, that's got potential. But it's, it's not hard to get that wrong, really. No, no, it's a pretty, um, yeah, pretty good little formula. Did you, do you know who's, who's cast or anything? You literally now know as much as I do. Uh, excellent. All right, well, watch this space. This is the, uh, the A-10 podcast. This is what the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely it is. Um, speaking of Star Trek and things related to that, yeah, about 25 people, okay, like three people, posted it to my wall and tagged me in it. Jennifer Lean has lost her mind. Yeah, Kez from, Kez from Voyager. I know that's. I almost said crazy, but I probably shouldn't. But yeah, no, I read that too, and I was like, really? Yeah, because for those of you who haven't heard the story, she was in her very early twenties, in the mid nineties, and she was did three seasons of Voyager. This cute, sweet little innocent girl. Well, she's grown up into what has essentially become a train wreck. With all due respect <laughs> to her. Um, She's, she got done, there was a story, she was wandering around in whatever town she was in, smacked off her head on something by all reports, allegedly, and she was carrying on mouthing off, and this family was there, sitting in their front yard with these kids, she's like, hey, can you stop swearing with those kids around? Apparently, Lynn lost her mind, starts swearing and carrying on, exposed, like, ripped her shirt off, like, hey, look at these, showed them, showed them her ass, was like, look at my ass, ah! and then got arrested for it. Wow. Yep. So, um... Yeah, the last time we heard of a celebrity having a mental breakdown of that calibre was Margot Kidder. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But she bounced uh, back. But yeah, that's just, I've always thought, like, you were talking about Star Trek before and saying we need more Star Trek on TV. And, like, yeah, I feel like they built this massive universe there and after Voyager, or there were the next-gen movies, but essentially after Voyager, after there was Voyager, just yeah. all these unanswered questions. I've also thought, yeah, that'd be sweet to bring back a... Star Trek Universe or Star Trek Voyager series. But yeah, when I saw that about Kez, I was like, ah, 
I guess she won't be yeah, making she Well, they removed her from the show as it was, so yeah. But apparently this uh, is not yeah, the first incident of this anything. time. <laughs> apparently she's been done before for resisting arrest and fighting with police officers and this sort of thing. So look, if she actually does, if it's a mental illness thing, mm. more power to her. Hopefully she gets the help she needs. Yeah, absolutely. If she's just freaked out, she's freaked out. But look, who are we to judge? That's just a story that I got tagged in a whole bunch of times. Yeah, sure, I was definitely doing doing the rounds. I saw it pop up a few places. Oh, it's a bunch of people tagged, tagged me in it and posted it to my wall and shit. Um, Hashtag get well, cares. Correct. <laughs> oh, too soon. Um, oh. Actually, well, I'm going to follow up on a story I told mentioned a few weeks ago. I don't know if you heard it or our listeners would have. Um, happy birthday, the song. Not oh, being, yeah, yeah. Do you know the, have you heard the fiasco of this song? I heard or saw a headline somewhere that yet someone else has claimed an even older ownership on having written it. Is that right? More or less. Um, I think Warner Music hold the the air quotes copyright to it. And it was because of this one particular songbook it was in. This is just a very quickly rehash for the people that missed it the last time I said it. And there was this older version of this book that's come out that didn't have the copyright on it. So now it has been finalised. Yes, it is 100%. That song is public domain now. And apparently always has been. So rumour mill has it, the Warners are now going to have to pay back a bucket tonne of money. <laughs> okay, that's that's cool. Yeah, so that's, I just thought that was a really interesting follow-up to that story that we mentioned the other week. And that's why whenever you see him singing on somebody's birthday, it's never happy birthday. It's always for he's a jolly good fella. Yeah, or remember the Disney cartoons used to have their own ones. It yeah. was like, um, oh, yeah, like it's your birthday or something. Yeah, but the rules even came down to singing it in public. So that's why restaurants, they don't sing Happy Birthday. Like you go uh, to Lone Star or whatever, they've got their own songs. Oh, uh, that's crazy. Were, yeah. Well, in that case, I'm, I'm delighted to hear it's back in the public domain. Hashtag Happy Birthday. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that's very cool. I just, yeah, it's not particularly nerdy, but interesting to follow up. Oh, no, that's cool, that's cool. Well, actually, well, nerdy, I, I don't know if this falls under your category, nerdy, but um, how about it. Water on Mars, huh? Right? That is yeah, insane. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because they first, because like, a while ago, they're like, yep, we found some stagnant water. Now it's like, now we found some flowing water. So next thing you know, fucking Disney or Wet and Wild are going to go set a fucking theme park up there. <laughs> but no, this is Tony real... Abbott. Tony Abbott's going to go trawling for boats. <laughs> That's where he's going to stop the boats from coming from Mars. <laughs> oh, um, well, I haven't actually touched on that whole thing on this show at any point. But the guys over on Geek actually did a whole bit on it. Go and listen to that. They summed it up. Cool. Oh, my my general thoughts on the leadership spill is meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Mm, mm. Yeah, pretty which, much. Which what is, what that, can you say? That's generally my stance every time we have a leadership spill in this country, which happens now far too frequently. Oh, yeah. we saw. I saw a funny thing on news this morning. It was uh, what's her name, jo- Julia Bishop. Yeah, was uh, over at the UN and she was giving an interview. And someone asked one of the interviewers, "said So, what do you think of the change in government?" And she got this like astonished look on her face, and she said, "What?" And they said, "You know, when the PM changed." She's like, "Oh, I thought you were saying it changed again while I was inside." <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the woman, and we're actually apparently going to do a little political bit. That's fine. She's been deputy PM through like. Six or seven different leaders of that party. Gosh, it's mad, isn't it? It's it's a whole thing. Um, speaking of evil rulers of the universe, nice. Have you have you? Yeah, see what I did there. Mm. Have, did you did you hear? 
the, the latest rumour about Star Wars that came out? No, look, I'm not opposed to rumours, so let's fire away, but I, I haven't been clinging close to them because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy to avoid spoilers. That's, but, that's no, my thing. Um, I try to avoid them, but I'm like, but I do a podcast about nerdy news and Star Wars yeah. is fairly huge. Um, there's talk of somebody coming back for episode eight. Someone. Someone. Hayden Christensen is Vader. Oh, really? I hope this is a no. This is just a non-story that's not real. I think they need to leave Vader dead and buried for this trilogy. Unless he's coming back to behead Jar Jar Binks, then trip over and behead himself, and it's just like a moment of wackiness that we'll all love J.J. Abrams for forever, then, yeah, do we really need him to come back? No, I don't think so. Um... Do we need Vader to come back at all? Even well, this, I mean, is, is it? Have they said is it like Ghost Vader kind of thing? Well, or? if it's just a Ghost Vader thing and it's in one scene, sure. Um, but my thing is, Vader's story's been told. Vader's done, yeah. and I mean, use him as the Spectre, and like, if this this First Order or whatever, if they're going to be the cult of Vader, and they worship the dark side or whatever, fine. Yeah, that's cool. That's an interesting enough story, and like, have the burnt out helmet that we saw in the trailer. That's mm. okay, but I don't think. We don't need all these old characters and whatnot being brought back in. But there was talk of Max von Sydow, I want to say, playing a very old Boba Fett. <laughs> okay, cool. So he climbed back out of the Sarlacc pit then. Well, that's apparently always been extended universe. But Disney have now confirmed that is canon. He did survive. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. I right, I'm, I'm happy with him coming back into it. But, uh, like, he, like he said, Beta, like we've had his story. Like it's, um, Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. It's, I mean, hopefully he won't, but you know what? I've got faith in, well, J.J. Abrams for this one and whoever's doing the next one. I can't even remember the top of my head. Uh, speaking of the Star Wars sequels, yeah, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill may or may not have almost died recently. Really? Yeah. Uh, this story's come out because the first thing I got, I got a text message from, from a friend saying, oh, my God, Mark Hamill died. And I'm like, not now while we're getting a new trilogy. <laughs> Han Solo crashed a plane into him. That's right. No, apparently they're on this really dangerous precipice somewhere in Ireland. I can't remember exactly where it was. And and apparently people have fallen off this thing and died with alarming regularity over the last 1,200 years. And they were filming on this thing. (laughs) Right. Um, But apparently, yeah, he nearly slipped and fell and nearly got injured and nearly died. But apparently a crew member caught him and brought him to... and stopped him from, from falling. Mark Hamill's tried to sweep it under the rug and say, it wasn't really that big a deal. <laughs> but the internet exploded, so Mark Hamill may or may not have almost died. Wow. Please, Mark Hamill, if you're listening to this, I know you're not, please don't die. Just, just wait until that nine's done. <laughs> just hang around, do a few more Joker rolls, because you're awesome as the Joker, and well, just don't die. I'm still waiting for him to get the official casting announcement for Killing Joke. Oh, he has to, though. It like, has to be him and Conroy. Yeah, come on, seriously. Like, I'm just assuming it is at this stage. Like, why wouldn't they? Well, that's right. Give us... I mean, if, Andrew, if, if Andrea Romano is still doing the casting for these things, which I'm assuming uh-huh. she would be, as uh-huh. a casting director, it's got to be the two of them. Give us Tyra Strong as Barbara. Done. Nice. Um, since we don't do segues here, this is totally not a segue, but talking of the Joker, did you hear Jared Leto apparently has come out and said he's very happy with his portrayal of the Joker? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've spoken about this already, but uh, your thoughts on this? On on the, the Joker and Harley movie that's got the Suicide Squad in it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially. Uh, Joker, uh, Joker, yeah, Joker in general. 
Um, I think the Joker is ridiculously oversaturated and overrated now. Because he's like, oh, Joker, 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 Joker. Yeah, fine. So, and I've said this before on the show and I'll say it again. People can cosplay whoever they want. But whenever people go, wow, I've got this really good idea. I'm going to cosplay Joker or Harley Quinn. It's like, really? May as well just go and... Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm frankly sick of the Joker. I think he needs some... Him and the Daleks need retiring for a good long time. Yeah, look, I still think there's a good Joker story to be told. Like, yeah, um, death of the family. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way the thing that sums up for me is in that Batman Five Superman trailer. There's that moment where <laughs> Batman shoots out his line and sips off, and it's like the cartoon come to life. Yeah, I want a Joker because it gives me that same feeling. Well, look, I mean, we still haven't, we still don't know what's going to happen in Batman 5 Superman and in Joker and Harley with the Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> come on, it is. Um, it is, it is, it is. So, and then we've still got the solo Batfleck films to come yet. Mm. He's, they're not going to kill him off. They're not going to do that. I don't think because, because even Michael Shannon's back is Zod in this somehow. So I think Michael Shannon? Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> You know, when you, when you say someone's name, it's like, is that right? Um, yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, confident, I'm confident the Joker will be used fairly heavily in the Batfleck films. Yeah, I'll, I'm sure. Because they're talking trilogy of Batfleck. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm hoping it's... Um, I haven't seen anything about this yet, but I'm hoping they're all going to be um, like the prequels, because they're saying that he's an old guy now, that maybe they'll young him up a little bit, and they'll be pre-Superman. Maybe, or just get going. Um you know, oh, yeah. you know why I've got some faith in the Batfleck Batman movies? Because Batfleck is awesome. Well, there's that. Um, Batfleck is attached to write, to co-write and potentially direct these things. Mm-hmm. But have you heard the name that he's attached to co-write with? I may have just made this up, but I thought I read it somewhere. It sounds good. Whoever it is, go on, drop it on me. Jeff Johns. No, really? Maybe. I don't know. who. I can't remember if I read this or <laughs> if I dreamt it. We, we all know <laughs> Jeff Johns is my boy. Right. Yeah, oh, for real. Like that's yeah. awesome. If this is an actual story that I'm remembering and not something I've just made up. <laughs> Either way, let's just go with it. Either that. way, we're wrong with it. You heard it here first, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, geez, that that uh, yeah, that'd give me a lot of uh, a, a lot of faith in it too. Speaking of Star Wars, mm, as we were, as, we, as we, there's been a lot of Star Wars news recently. Apparently, the bikini went up for sale. <laughs> How much did it get? A stupid amount of money. It was either forty grand or four hundred grand. I want to say forty. Man, I wouldn't be one bit surprised if it was four hundred. Yeah, yeah. I probably, again should have reread a story, but yeah, apparently it, it came up at Sainsbury's or whatever the fucking Sainsbury's, the Oxford's, the auction house. Sainsbury's. That's fucking stakes. Um, <laughs> um, you're thinking of uh, the one that did the Star Trek auction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did the Doctor Who one, and all the they the ones that do all the movie memorabilia. They do a bunch of shit. If only we had an interconnected series of computers. Don't just talk amongst yourselves for a moment while, while we find the details. Christie's. Christie's. Hey. There we go. Oh, that's the one. You should have remembered that. Mm. Uh, Anthony Daniels is a dick. Go on. Have you heard? Did you, did, you, did you hear about this? No. Apparently, Anthony Daniels was given an interview recently. He's like, oh, I, I, I think I'm quite wonderful. And then he's turned around, he's gone, he just shat all over Kenny Baker. Uh, he's like, Kenny gets a credit for nostalgia's sake, but Kenny's not actually in the movie. 
He's like, he's just an angry little dwarf or whatever he called him. He's no. like, yeah. He's like, Mark Hamill's aged disgracefully. <laughs> to be fair, Mark Hamill went face first through a windscreen when he was in his mid-twenties. Cut the guy some slack. He's like, Come on, the, Anthony Daniels. Jeez. The only person with any class and dignity involved in this thing mm-hmm. is Harrison Ford. <laughs> and he's busy crushing planes into things. That's right. Well, I'm still confident Han Solo's dying in Ep 7, to be honest. Man, that's disappointing. I, I'd heard things before that apparently he didn't get on with the rest of the cast, but I guess I'd always kind of hoped that that was, um, yeah, just one of those Hollywood rumours. But oh, that's that's very disappointing. It is. But yeah, I'm again, I'm confident Han Solo's dying in Ep 7. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Yeah, look, I, if I had to put my death dollar down on someone, I'd definitely say... Um, I thought uh, Luke was going to die. Well, apparently Luke's in eight. So, uh, okay, yeah, because there was while they were filming episode eight that he nearly died, which would have yeah. Um, well, actually, and on that, did you hear the rumor as well? And you might be able to confirm this now that um, there was a female part going in episode seven, and the actress whose name I've just totally lost from All from Black, yeah, was going for it, and apparently it was Han Solo's daughter. Well, I'm not confident that the chick, the chick that's in it isn't his daughter. You know the chick that's in all the trailers? Oh, okay. I, I reckon she's Han and Leia's daughter. Oh, I'm confident. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I'm confident. We get deadbeat dad, old Han. <laughs> the old rogue. But that thing's less than 80 days away, man. Who ever thought we'd see the day? And we're all excited. And we should have all learnt from Eps 1, 2, and 3. We're all like, fucking just bring it on. <laughs> oh, oh, and how about the um, the theatrical cuts they're releasing of the original trilogy? Thank fuck. Yeah, that should be cool. Because George is like, oh, I, uh, I, they're releasing those against my will. I don't, uh, I don't <laughs> want that to happen. <laughs> oh, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to release another edition. But George, you don't know the rights anymore? I, uh, oh, I don't care. I'm <laughs> no. no, sorry, George, my, my George Lucas voice and my Kermit the Frog voice are identical. Yeah, I was just hunting for a kind of frog joke there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's Star Wars! Yay! It's the special editions with extra special CG! Yay! <laughs> did, did you see? Did you, did you see the Lucas cut of of the Force Awakens trailer? Uh, no, but I'm, I'm sure it's hilarious. Yeah, the, fan, the fans have taken to it, George Lucas style. Uh, speaking of trailers, did you see the Angry Birds trailer? Oh, I can't bring myself to watch the trailer. Where are we going, lads? Seriously, it's... <laughs> we, we, we did mention this last uh, We hit recently. Battleship, and I thought that's as low as we're going to go, and nope, here we are at Angry Birds. <laughs> but look, I, I made the call last week when we were talking about it that I think Angry Birds is just going to be this fun little kids movie that's, actually, that's got a little bit of satire in it. I watched the trailer. It looks funny. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, we were, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll go and I'll take the kids, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't go and track it down of my own volition. Mm. Tell you what, I did go and see of my own volition. Oh, oh uh, Candy Crush, the movie. No, 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 that's coming next year. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I went to see Mr. Holmes. Oh, that looks awesome. How was it? It was really good. If you want, if you're going in expecting a Sherlock Holmes story, don't. Yeah. Cool. Because it's 93-year-old Sherlock in the twilight of his life doing his thing. Um, it's very cerebral. You'd really dig it. Cool. Because you into the similar sort of shit. You know, been friends 27 years. It's going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's very cerebral. It's very much 
jumping back and forth between the two timelines with the concurrent mysteries that he's working out. It's really good. Uh, I think it was only on at like independent cinemas and stuff. I had to go and see it at the Regal up here. Uh, it's definitely uh, worth a look when it drops on DVD and Blu-ray and stuff. Everybody should check that out if you're into Ian McKellen, which everyone is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, who doesn't love Ian McKellen? Well, that's right. Good. I'm just hunting for the name of it in my head. I went to see a movie the other day as well uh, with a friend. We went and caught it's. Um, so it was pretty memorable. Uh, it's like Spanish for Hitman is the name. It starts with a C. I can't think of what the word is though. Sin- no, no, it starts with an S. I was going to say Senor Hitman, but no, Sin- 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 it starts with an S. <laughs> yeah, there's there's yeah. some more of that Tunkari Public School Education bringing. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, uh, well, well, anyway, well, it was pretty awesome. So. <laughs> Good talk. Compelling narrative, male sibling. Yep. Yep, there you go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you triggered something uh, from my list there as well, actually. Um, when you talk about trailers and messing around with trailers, I saw a fantastic one today. Yeah. Have you, have you seen this Back to the Future 2015 teaser trailer that they've done with the doc in it? No. Yeah, yeah, he gets out of the car and everything, and it's like celebrating that, like, you know the day is coming soon where Marty comes to the future. Yeah, yeah, it's in um, October 21st. There you go. Um, somehow I knew you know that date off the top of your head. They, they'd done a trailer and I read about it. I was like, oh, I've got to find it on YouTube. And I accidentally opened this um, IGN parody video. It's fantastic. It's called Fast to the Future. And you see like the DeLorean take off. And then it cuts to that scene from Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. But they cut in the DeLorean doing that big skid around the uh, the intersection, <laughs> and it cuts to um, uh, Vin Diesel inside, and he's like, uh, just like before, and then they, <laughs> he takes off in, in planes. Because awesome. <laughs> I talked about, I think it was either last week or last show or the show before, the massive new documentary they're doing about Back to the Future. It's ridiculous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to reiterate that Bob Zemeckis has said, no remake, while well, me and Bob Gale are alive. Cool, so if we could just arrange for someone to kill them, we are all set for a 2017 Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, because we all... Oh, imagine no, it? Like we said earlier, let's no remakes. Hashtag no remakes. Let's no, I, I, I could not imagine anything worse than a Back to the Future remake. Because you know what they'd have to do now? It'd have to go from now back to the 80s. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's something about that does almost seem awesome, but I'd kind of want to see that movie. Oh, but... You know, as soon as I said it, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that would be so awesome. It would be... <laughs> if it was... If it had Marty and the Doc in it, and it was a tie-in, maybe, and it was like Marty Jr. going to... I don't know. Um, no, no, hashtag oh, no remake. Oh, Marty, Marty Jr. meets Jules and Verne. Or a Jules and Verne adventure. Jules and the Adventure, that works. Well, they did it on the animated series. Have you? Yeah, I've, I was I've, just going to mention the animated I've series. I've talked about this on the show before. I'm going to ask you about it. Have you heard about the big fuck-off box set that's coming at the end of the year? Yeah, I saw that today. That looks awesome. Pre-order that fucker on Amazon the day I heard about it. Oh, oh I had a brilliant segue to go from here, but I'm just going to completely ruin it because we don't do segues. Okay. Talking about pre-ordering, ages ago you told me that you had pre-ordered the uh, Devastator toy from this year. Did you get it? Yeah, it's still on lay-by. I've still got it on lay-by. Ah, uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, that's all right. You have to tell me when you get it. I, uh, I, saw, I missed that one. Like, I'm really into into Transformers and stuff. I've got a, a pretty decent collection. I As we have been that. literally every time. And by the time I found out it existed, it was gone everywhere. Yeah. I found it purely by accident at, um, at the Big W near my house. That is awesome. During toy sale, I just picked it up, marched it up to the lay-by counter, and went, one of these, please. Because it's, <laughs> oh. it's in scale with the Masterpiece figures. 
that's unreal. It looks so cool. You told me about it. I was like, oh, quick. And I jumped online. I saw how much it was. And it was just gone everywhere. I looked on eBay. And it's like three times as much now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. it's as close to Masterpiece Devastator as we're going to get. Now, I'm going to weave some some masterful segueing here. Go for it. Okay. So you were talking about the documentary about Back to the Future. Probably. I sense some Kevin Smith talk coming up. So I'm going to weave in. Have you heard about the documentary called, uh, I think it's called Filming Clerks? Is that the documentary or is it the biopic? Well, yeah, sorry. It's probably more of a biopic than a documentary, but it's weird. That's the thing. It's cool. It looks like a film made in the style of Clerks, but it's supposed to be a completely true story of how Clerks was made. So in a way, it's like a, yeah, I guess a biopic is right. But yeah, anyway, it looks awesome. Have you seen the trailer? There's a trailer. Yeah. I should check this. Oh, it looks amazing. Like, the trailer feels like a, a Clerks trailer. It's like a movie in the style of Clerks, but it's a movie about the making of Clerks. Of course. It's he so meta. It looks awesome. Is he involved with the project? Yeah, he's in it. The whole cast of the original Clerks are in it, as starring as different people. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's cool. awesome. You just sort of see them all pop up one by one, and you check out on IMDb, and, like, everyone's there. Okay, we'll get back to Kevin Smith very briefly, uh, very shortly. I've got a couple of bits left on my list, and then we'll dive in. Uh, um, the Spectre song has dropped, Writing on the Wall. And they've released the song so, for the new James Bond film. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I listened to it. I was not impressed. Um, I haven't listened to it. I'm not really a Bond guy. You no, know, never have been. Um, other than, no. you know, when we, you play Goldeneye. Ah, Goldeneye was awesome. It was. With the exception of Goldeneye, the game, not really a, a yeah, Bond guy. No. But so, uh, so the song was no good then. Huh? Uh, well, yeah. the, the Bond songs are always very hit and miss, and you can't really judge them without seeing the title credits, I don't feel. So it, it's, it feels like an old school Bond song, but it doesn't seem, um, it seems very slow to me, for my tastes, but that's just how I like my Bonds. Um, Fair enough. I remember the Adele did one of them, didn't she? Yeah, she did the last one. She did Skyfall. Yeah, that and was cool. It was quite good. Um, last thing on my list. Mm-hmm. We have a sequel to a terrible film coming. <laughs> Please, throw it down. Uh, right. Alien Paradise Lost. Oh, oh don't get me started. <laughs> Man, I, I'm going to... Um, a reputation for being super easy to please with movies. I used to work in a cinema, and when people would come up and say, what's good, the other people I work with used to say, don't ask him, he'll tell you everything's good. (laughs) But I hate Prometheus so much (laughs) that I... I, (laughs) Take the reins, tell me, what what, what have you heard, or what do you think so Um, far? I've heard heard a new trilogy coming. Mm Mm-hmm. I read that was a report, but no, apparently the, the sequel is called Alien Paradise Lost and is going to be loosely based on Paradise Lost. <laughs> now, we haven't done an, a full Alien episode yet, but when you and I were kids, kind of big fans of the original trilogy. Oh, uh, believe those movies were awesome. They still are. We, when we were kids, it was predominantly the second and third one, because when we were 10, we thought the first one was boring. And to a 10-year-old, it is. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, obviously later on, it's you know, it's brilliant. But, That's right. Yeah, you're right. Um, but look, I, I had such high hopes for Prometheus, and you'll probably agree with me on this. I've said it. I'm sure I've said it on the show before. Eleven minutes of Prometheus is good. Those minutes aren't consecutive, mm-hmm. but there are eleven good minutes all up. 
It's like a good 30 seconds uh, here, a good couple of minutes there. It's about 11 minutes worth. The bit with the girl from Dead Like Me in the incubation chamber thing, that bit's unreal. It goes about four minutes. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a third of the good bit of that film. And, it's, and then she... Oh, stop. Like, we went to see it in IMAX, and I guess, like, the, like the visuals and the audio of it was so massive. Amazing. I walked out kind of going, that was cool. And then... Like five minutes later, we were talking about it, and we were just like, wait a minute, that was horrible. Well, see, this is the conversation um, I was having with um, David McVeigh from Geek Actually, our Lord and Master. Mm-hmm. I was having it with him on Monday night. Actually, I was talking to Jamie Lawrence as well. And the consensus was really, Scott, phenomenal filmmaker, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. What have you done lately, Sunshine? Prometheus? Robin Hood? Did you go back and rewatch Prometheus afterwards? Like, did you give it time to soak and do no. a rewatch? Watched it once. Well, that'll do, dog. That'll do. <laughs> well, that'll do, dog. With, that'll uh, do. With some friends here, and we rewatched it. Yeah, it's like the guy that makes the maps literally gets them lost, and they follow that with the zoologist literally getting them eaten by an animal. <laughs> really? Like, well, <laughs> even Michael Fassbender's not good in that film, and he's good in everything. Yeah, look, it takes a special talent to ruin Michael Fassbender for you, and (laughs) there it is. I I did like it when he ended up with his head in the box at the end, though. That was kind of fun. (laughs) That was cool. Okay, so as mentioned, at the top of the story, and then we've done 45 minutes of bullshit, we both went to see Kevin Smith on Monday night. We did. We did. And it was awesome. It was cool. Um, I didn't even know you were going. I should have assumed that you were. You know, I feel the same with you. I didn't realise you were going, and... Yeah, it's like a bit of the way through the um, the little break in the middle. The intermission. I just, I, yeah, I, I, the intermission. I, I took out my phone. I thought, oh, I wonder, I bet John's here. And then, like, yeah, Facebook had said to me, John D is at an event near you this evening. I thought, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you looked down, and who's this bastard leaning on the stage? That was so funny. I looked around, and I was like, I wonder if I'll spot John. Is that John? Is that John? And I looked down, dead center, middle of the stage, arms up like you just jumped down, and you were sort of doing a Q&A in front of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> So I took some photos and started Facebooking them. You sent them to me. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bit of good fun. Yeah, oh, but you those seats, man, you had awesome seats. Right I, had, up front. That I literally had the best seat in the room. Mm. I was front row with Kev standing directly in front of me when he was doing his own bits, and then when it was when they were doing Get Old at the end, him and Muse were both <laughs> sitting directly in front of me as well. Best seat in the house. I didn't think they were going to do Get Old. Yeah, I was saying that on the way there. I wonder if they're going to do uh, do like yeah, get old. But yeah, so I was really happy they did. That was heaps of fun. Did you see? Did you see him the last time they were here when they were in Newtown? No, I missed him. I've only seen him live once before, and that's actually when he was introducing uh, Neil Gaiman at oh, the last right. graphic festival. You're right. Yeah, but I uh, know. So this is my first full Kevin Smith live show. Thoughts. Oh, mate, love dude. I love him. He's awesome. But, um, like, I was just laughing the whole time. And I'm just so impressed with, like, he can just take a cue and just run with it. Like, he says himself, he gets a question and he'll spend 45 minutes answering it. Like, it's, it's yeah, oh, it was fantastic. So I, I, was, I was worried going in when they said it's going to be q and I'm like, it's supposed to be graphic. It's supposed to be Kevin Smith's multiverse talking about all his comic works. I was worried we were going to get the same stock standard questions from people. I was fucking stoked we didn't. The first question was actually my mate Nick that I actually travelled there with. I went with him and him and his wife Stacey. Um, oh, cool. Oh, no, I said Stacey's name on the show. I'm not supposed to because there's this whole thing where she doesn't get a shout-out. 
ruined that. Um, yeah, the question, the first question of what do your do your um, his and Muse wives respectively think about the dirty sex stories? That was a great question, and the answer was amazing. It went for about forty five minutes. Oh, it was so funny. It was yeah. The second question. What was the second one? Why don't what? Why don't you go back into comics? There was no. What was the second question was if George Carlin was still alive? Yeah, the George Carlin one. That was good too. I think that was the when he was talking about George Carlin was probably my highlight of the night. To be honest, yeah, look, I love that. So the question was: someone uh, said if George Carlin was alive today, what would he think of the world? Yeah, and Kevin that just then went on this amazing speech about his entire history with George Carlin and what George Carlin would have probably done. And it's it's true, because George Carlin never really, while he always had plenty to say about everything, never really came down on a side about anything. And he would probably very much have just yeah, had dick of everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his general thing seemed to be that people are generally pretty horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which, you know, fair but, point. Yeah. I mean, it was really nice, though, all the personal stories he was telling about getting to meet him and what that was like and how... Um, how about the story of when him and his dad were watching it on HBO back in the day? Yeah, that was really sweet, that George Carlin was kind of his hero and how they bonded and everything over George Carlin, him and his dad, and, yeah, then get to meet George Carlin and work with him. And then actually have George Carlin be in his life. That would have just been phenomenal. I mean, can you imagine? That's uh, Yeah, that would be awesome. And that's like when old matey that looked like you got up at the end and said, for part of Let Us Fuck. And um, you said basically everything you've said about George Carlin is the way I feel about you. Yeah, that was really sweet. <laughs> that was cool. Um, well, i tell you who was the star of the show. Third question. Old matey had between two and five years to live. Yeah, I, I figured you were going to um, talk about him. Yeah, absolutely, man. What a what a what a champion! Like that was such a gutsy thing to get up and say. He's been diagnosed with a brain tumor. Seeing that was like, and people and he said, "What do, what's on your bucket list?" He's like, "I want to see how this Avengers story finishes with Infinity War Part One and Two." And, he's like, and people go, "Oh, really? Is that it?" And then Kevin just went on this massive speech about do a podcast, tell your story because it will go gangbusters. And if that guy started telling a story, like doing a podcast, and Kevin got word of it, everyone would listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of thought Kevin should have said to him, give me a, I don't know, a hashtag or a name or something. I'll tweet it and that'll make people look for it or something. But well, I, yeah, look, I really, really hope that guy does a podcast and that Kevin Smith or someone lets us know. Because yeah, yeah I'd, I'd listen to it for sure. Because there's been a lot, of, a lot of Twitter conversations about that guy. Oh, okay. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen this. Yeah, based around both on the the Facebook page and on and on Twitter talking about it. And I, the funniest thing he said was Kevin was like he threatened to kill him. He was like, "Well, you've got to be between two and five years to do it." <laughs> that was so funny. He was just like fam like that. He came out and said it. And that was he, really good. And um, what was the other question? Because there was four questions that he managed to get through, which is yeah. pretty good for a Kevin Smith Q&A. The other one was... Um, the one you said before, the guy said, uh, like, why don't you get back into writing comics? Yeah, or what happened with you being involved in comics? And I don't think Kevin really understood the question. I no, think, I, I, think, I thought that too. Because the way Kevin answered it was more a case of, why don't you have anything more to do with these Marvel movies? And yeah. then he well, actually, I think the way Kevin puts it is, I think he might have hit a pothole and just went with it. <laughs> hey? Oh, you yeah. Know, Kevin says he, he, he hit a pothole, like he forgot what was going on, but he just sort of just a sort of <laughs> it. Yeah. But no, I think, because you, you've read all of his comic stuff, yeah? Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's true. I mean, it takes him forever to get anything done. I can't wait for the new thing that he, um, what is it, Batman Bellicosity? Bellicosity, ah, oh, stop. I've read Widening Gyre and um, 
Cacophony was amazing. Uh, Cacophony so many times. Yeah, I love those books. My favourite of his, though, is Guardian Devil. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Quiver was really good, too. Quiver was yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I actually, you're a big Daredevil uh, guy. I now have a signed copy of Guardian Devil. And I now have... Oh, oh nice. And I now have a signed copy of issue two of Quiver. Very nice. Not issue one, issue two. Issue two is the first appearance of Mia Din. Ah, cool. Mia Din, cool. who later became known as Speedy, my daughter's mm-hmm. nickname is Speedy. Speedy. <laughs> so she's now got, because she's got two names, my little girl. She, her actual name's Esri, named after Esri's axe, as, as we all know. I've got the 8x10 from Nikki DeVore that she signed for her, and now I've got the signed copy of the first appearance of Mia Din that would become Speedy for her as well. Wow, that's awesome. JD winning it, Dad. I reckon. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm not. I'm not fucking good at much, but by fuck, am I good, a good nerd, Dad? Ah, <sighs> oh, definitely. Well, I see he's surrounded <laughs> not, by not, my... the not good at much part. The, the good at being a nerd, Dad part. Yeah, no, that's true. No, well, I see he's surrounded by my son's Lego and his Hulk Buster and his Optimus Prime. You know, they're only here on weekends. I don't bother to clean up. It's not worth my time. <laughs> Uh, I, I could just see quote marker and all those his Optimus Prime. No, 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 no. We have we, we no, no. We definitely have a division in toys. <laughs> we have Liam's ones, and that Liam's sometimes allowed to play with some of my Avengers Lego. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he gra- he gets daring. He grabs my Guardians Lego off the shelf. He's like, "Dad, can I play with the Guardians?" And I'm like, "On the coffee table, nowhere else." <laughs> and he does, and he's really so careful. Awesome. He's never lost a piece. So go on, tell me which uh, which Optimus Prime does he have? Uh, which one? He's got. Oh, okay. Uh, he's got the Voyager class um, one from Revenge of the Fall, uh, from whatever the third one was. Mm-hmm. Darker the waste of Leonard Nimoy. Um, the one that came with the trailer. It used to be in my set as the Prime with the trailer. And Liam's like, yeah, I'll play with that. So then it somehow ended up in Liam's collection. Nice. Anyway, that's what you do when you're a parent. Um, but that, this is not talking about the Kevin Smith show. Yeah. Yes, yes, back to Kevin Smith. Um, I was um, really impressed, though, that he didn't recycle more of his stories, because once you listen to enough of his podcasts and watch enough of his Q&As, he does have a tendency to go over the same ground. Yeah, oh, look, absolutely. He does so many of them. It's Which, not to be surprising, fair, but, yeah. he's only one man. There's only so many stories he can tell. Mm. But, no, but I thought, no, he did good. I heard tons of stories I hadn't heard before. Like, I'd never heard any of the George Carlin stuff. I'd heard his stance on, I don't want to make a comic book movie. I'm no good at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would have liked a little more discussion about... I mean, if I'd have asked a question, I would have asked him if he could talk about a bit of the thought process, excuse me, and creative process behind uh, the Guardian Devil story more than anything. Yeah. yeah. And I, and, <laughs> no, we'll get to the signing afterwards. And then they're like, Jay and Silent Bob get old. Did you see the run sheet that popped up on Facebook before the show? No. <laughs> the graphic festival people put up a run sheet. Kevin Smith on stage for Q&A between 8 and 9. Intermission from eight to eight to nine to nine fifteen or something, and then Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes doing a Q and A from until ten o'clock, and then at ten o'clock an autograph signing. Well, Kevin's Q and A went till ten. <laughs> Did we get out at like eleven o'clock or eleven thirty or something? Eleven thirty. Wow, yeah, what a legend! Because they ended up segueing into doing um, Jan's Holland Bob Get Old, which I'm sorry, as much as I enjoy watching that, I stopped listening to that podcast a long time ago. Yeah, I listen to it on and off. It's like it's not definitely not one of my favourites. I'm an absolute hopeless for Hollywood Babylon, Education, Fat Man on Batman, um, Smodcast. Yeah. But I think the that specific podcast, um, Jan Solomon Get Old, mm-hmm. I don't think it lends itself to being an audio show. 
Especially when they play Let Us Fuck at the end. Uh, look, I, I think it's good as an audio show because they do describe stuff really well and Muse is just is funny. Oh, when, it gets, when it comes to Muse's you, dirty sex stories and his drug stories. So funny. But yeah, you know you're missing out on those hilarious visuals because visually he's fantastic. The way he jumps up and pulls all these shapes. He's, oh, yeah, he's awesome. He's an inspiration to all of us, but we'll come back to that in a minute. I'm sorry, my nose is getting really clogged. Um, the scenes from Moose Jaws that they were reading as James Holler Bob. Mm, that was cool. Well, 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 I thought it was sounded awesome. I can't wait to see it. What did you think? I thought the second one dragged. I thought uh, oh. <laughs> because it was just a table reading where they were doing the rendition of the monologue and the speech from Jaws, like the original Jaws. I thought that dragged on just a little bit too much. It'll probably be fine when it translates to film, but seeing as just a straight table read, I got a little bit bored about halfway, two thirds of the way through. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe it did drag on a little, but like you said, it was a table read. I still had just a grin clasped at the Oh, it was the great, but I just thought, I don't know. It just, for my taste, it went that little bit too long. <laughs> yeah, I look, I was cool with it. I just loved all the callbacks as well to oh, the older movies. Like, that, yeah, they, yeah, they just make all these fantastic callbacks. Yeah, to, that was when they're talking about getting all these scars. I think when he did the monologue about taking Suzanne to the zoo, I thought that went on too long. That went on a bit long. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah, I agree. That that's that's probably well. the bit where But again, visually, once it's in, in the film, I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be fine once it's in the movie. And when we see the movie, oh, we saw them do that as a table read. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, who wants to play Let Us Fuck? Which for our uh, listeners that don't listen to that particular podcast, when they do the show live, basically they come up, they, they make up these weird sounding sex positions and Jason Muse mimes them out with, a, with an audience member. Weird, like for example, the Ewok cock block. Yes, and um, the Tim Tam slam they did the last time they were here, and <laughs> and things of that nature. I, I did. I was impressed though with old mate. Like, who wants to let us fuck? Old mate raises a lightsaber in the air. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then old mate <laughs> that just didn't want to get off the stage for by hook or by crook. That's it. Yeah, now the lightsaber got him straight up there anyway. That was oh weird. yeah. So. Um, oh, I've got another weird little Kevin Kevin Smith thing. Okay. Um, a few weeks oh, ago, I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts, and I, I came home. I turned on the TV just by pure coincidence. Did you know he was in Degrassi, um, Degrassi High, The Next Generation? Or yeah, he, 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 they're in a three-parter, and he makes out with Caitlin. Yeah, it was crazy. I came in and turned it on. It was like halfway through. Uh, I think it had all three of them on in a row. Um, <laughs> oh, really? I was like, really? Yeah, I'd never even heard of it. I was like, wow, this is bizarre. And I sat down and watched it, and it was cool. Did you know, you know Drake, the rapper? Yeah. He was the black kid on that show. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I was reading about this the other day. I'm like, hold on a minute. The one that Amanda Bynes was all about, oh, I want Drake to murder my vagina, was <laughs> the black kid from Degrassi The Next Generation. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. Um, oh, man, I used to love Degrassi when we were in school. We learnt everything we need to know about life from Degrassi, eh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Don't be a broomhead. Broomhead. <laughs> um, oh, what was the band called? Joey and the Zits? No, the Zit Remedy. Zit Remedy, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it, the Zit Remedy. And... No, that was the Zit Remedy, and then when they went to high school, they came to the Zits. But that's not about the Kevin Smith show on Monday night. It's uh, not. It's not. I think, overall, it's, it's a great show. Anybody who... Likes hearing a good story, even if you're not a massive Kevin Smith fan. I think it's when you go, it's definitely better first time round. 
or if you don't listen to all of his podcasts because you don't know exactly how he's going to respond to things. But look, as as an avid fan, as we have been for many eons now, the pair of us. Oh yeah, I think just seeing the man walk out on stage and go right, he's going to do a little story. <laughs> look, that's it. And there are some people I can't remember who described it like this. It was actually in reference to Neil Gaiman, but I feel the exact same way about Kevin Smith. That when you read a Neil Gaiman story or you hear a Kevin Smith story. It kind of it just feels like it's just for you. Like he's here's a story I wrote for you. It's like oh thank you. <laughs> That's spot on. Uh, and yeah, once he gets up on stage, it's just like the room shrunk down, and he was just sort of yeah telling me a story. This is I think this is why because Kevin Smith. I mean, he's very self-aggrandizing, even though he's self-deprecating, and he is that that untouchable. He still very much feels like one of us. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. He's just nerd made good. Mm. That he was that fat kid that made good in all his dreams. And <laughs> He's representing for all of us. That's right, because well, you know, when, when when you and I were kids, we were in the fat kid nerd camp. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, we 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 were that we were his target audience. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. I still remember. Um, yeah, when another friend of ours, yeah, came over to my house with his VHS, and he's like, "Oh, you got to watch this movie," and he put it on. I was like, "Is this black and white? I'm not That's... watching a black and white movie." Who was that? <laughs> he's like, "Sit down, shut up." So was, was that Jared? It was Jared. <laughs> <laughs> sit down, shut up, and watch it. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I, was, then I think you guys turned up at my house the next day. I was like, you need to watch this. Oh, that was just yeah, so, yeah, classic. Um, but yeah, he, he he feels it feels like almost feels like you know him. Mm. Yeah, that's like I I was yeah like there are some people like you call to meet like when you yeah if there's the opportunity for a signing I would just I don't know. <laughs> did you you didn't I, hang around? Did you? I, no, no, I didn't. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it'd just be weird because I've spent so many hours sort of listening to him, and yeah, you do kind of feel like you know I'm already obviously you don't. No. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be a weird experience. I was incredibly lucky because I got the lift down with Nick and Stacey. I was coming around the side, and the line was already ridiculously long. And here this JD, and they were not that far from the front. So I'm like, sweet, jumping in with my buddies. <laughs> nice. And but they were they were they were cycling people through that line. Faster than the Stanley people cycled past him. Oh, really? You got shoved through? Yeah, they were, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to talk to Kevin at oh. all. Because when I got to the front, somebody was because you go to Kevin first, then Muse, and then off down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Somebody was bailed up with Kevin, and Muse was standing there as well. The guy's like, "Go around and talk to Jason. You can come back and talk to Kevin." Do you think I got to go back and talk to Kevin? Oh, but he signed your books for you. Though. He did because Muse grabbed him. He's like, "Hang on, Muse, sign these." And Kevin, oh. he's got, like, Jace got him to sign them for me. But I actually, I had a, not like a good chat, but I had like a decent little conversation with Jason Muse. What was that like? Um, personal, about a lot of okay. things. Um, I'll talk about it off air. It's not something I want to talk about. Um, okay. We had a good chat and then I managed to snag a photo of my friends with the two of them. And then Muse grabbed my hand and shook and said, good, good talking to you, man. Stay strong. And yeah, nice. that was that was my chat with Muse. I wanted to talk to Kevin about um, Guardian Devil and the death of Karen Page. Mm. Because, fuck it, in for a penny. Um, one of my very best friends in the whole world died earlier on in this year. Um, mm. She took her own life, but that's a whole other story for a whole other day and not the tone of Nerd Corner. But her, her life, and this is no disrespect to the dead of my friend, but her life was a train wreck. That's just who she was. And I often used to describe her as my Karen Page. 
because we were very close, but she was an absolute fuck up. And I used to, like even before she died, I used to call her that. And she never understood the reference. And then when she did die, Guardian Devil helped me right through it. And I wanted to tell to tell that to Kevin. And go look, here's my sappy moment with Guardian Devil. Didn't get a chance to. Got to talk to Muse about other stuff, and that was okay. Yeah. So I now have a signed copy. They've both signed my copy of Jane's Home and Bob Get Old, the DVD slip. Awesome, awesome. And my Quiver issue two, and mm-hmm. Guardian Devil. Kevin signed the two of those. Actually, yeah, Kevin, Kevin signed Guardian Devil twice. He signed the first oh, page yeah. with the gold pen. He's like, just in case that doesn't work, he's like, give me the black pen. He's gone to one of the coloured pages and signed it there as well. He's like, just in case. And that's all Kevin, that's all Kevin Smith said to me. And I'm okay with that. Just in case. <laughs> He's like, just in case it didn't work, hang on, give me the other one. Oh, but yeah, really Muse cool. chucked in the and said, Moves, sign for this, you missed it. And yeah, so that was cool. Uh, my only uh, bit of signed Kevin Smith memorabilia is I've got a copy of Clerks, which uh, which is signed. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Else, that's cool. I've got a, a little set of those in action figures as well, which is cool, and a Buddy Christ as well, of course. I need to get a Buddy Christ. I tell you who's turning into Buddy who aren't in this box. Correct. You know who's turning into Buddy Christ and Catholicism <laughs> where? The fucking Pope. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, I know there's been a few, uh, <laughs> a few changes. Well, I'm not Catholic. Mm-hmm. Nor am I. Me neither. Hey. Me neither. Aren't you? No. Didn't your mother used to go to a Catholic church? No, no, no. She went to, um, no, like just a Protestant church. Oh. oh wow. Again, known your mother for nearly three decades, always thought she was Catholic. Yep. Who knew? <laughs> I love your mum. She's awesome. Um, uh, she's cool. Hi, mum. <laughs> you know what? Your mother will listen to this show. <laughs> um, no. Um, Buddy Christ, Catholicism, well, Pope. Did you hear about when he was in the US recently? He's like, and all no. the, the Congress are like, come and dine with us in our mansion. The Pope's like, no, I'm going down to the soup kitchen. And I'm going to feed the homeless because I'm the fucking Pope, bitches. At least that's how I like to think he said it. <laughs> oh, I hope that's what he said. You know what? Fucking chalice drop. Chalice drop. <laughs> but you know what? There's also this thing like people are like, get behind science. And he's like, I've got a master's in chemistry. What more do you want? <laughs> nice. No, I'm, I'm just picturing he said that to them and then just jumped in his Pope mobile and as it's going off, you could just hear into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Like a, like a heavy metal remix of Shine, Jesus, Shine or something. <laughs> Just as he poked off down the road. Uh, but no, Pope, I can get behind this Pope. Move forward. Onwards and upwards. Um, is there anything else you need to add about Kevin Smith? Because we could probably have done a whole show on just Kevin Smith alone, but this is just about going the other night and experiences. Yeah, no, I think that's... Uh, other than No, look, I think we've said everything. The only other... Uh little list I had made up about Kevin is yeah, I thought it would be funny to have a little segment we call Creepy Kevin. It's all just the places that Kevin pops up. Um, like uh, Daredevil is an obvious one. He had a part in Daredevil. But have you seen Southland Tales? No. Awesome movie. Had The Rock in it, which is always good. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, yeah, Kevin Smith does not. Had a cool little cameo. Um, Catch and Release, another movie he had a part in. Yeah. And other than that, I had Degrassi on my list. <laughs> I've never, actually, I don't think I've ever actually seen the episodes, but I've read the synopsis. I had all of them trained, but then my hard drive died. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, no, they were fun though. It's, it's worth a watch. You know, Ed, he's always fun. Um, it's cool because they're like they're there filming a Jay and Silent Bob movie. Yeah, uh, at the so high yeah, school, you yeah. get to see scenes from a non-existent Jay and Silent Bob movie, which <laughs> is funny. I, I did enjoy seeing. I mean, Jason Mewes and Jay are one and the same. Did, oh, absolutely. But. 
to see Jay actually playing Jay on stage uh-huh. and Kevin doing his Silent Bob thing, because he completely changed. When he went from doing his Kevin Smith thing to actually playing Silent Bob, you wouldn't think there'd be that much of a change, but there really was. I don't know if you saw it from where you were, but from my vantage point, definite changing mannerisms and whatnot. Oh, absolutely. It's Yeah, it's dramatic. It's really funny. Good talk. Yeah, like you say, you wouldn't think so. Like, Silent Bob's so nondescript, I guess. Yeah. And, and Kevin Smith himself is like, well, you know, he's, he's personality, but he's sort of, uh, yeah, you'd probably think he was fairly, yeah, nondescript as well. But, uh, like yeah, said, no, totally different. It's like when he said at the start of every episode of Get Old, it's like, who's heard the show before? And people are like, yeah, so who hasn't heard the show? Well, you're going to be disappointed. Why is the fat one talking? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, 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 yeah, again, I think the ratings were cool. I, did, uh, what did you think of Tusk? Oh, it exists as a film. Okay. It's there. Um, I probably won't go back to it. This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> You've just got a big piece of paper in front of you that says, don't mention Tusk, don't mention Tusk, don't mention don't Tusk. Don't mention the war. Uh, look, I think it got a lot more of a free pass from people because it was him. Mm-hmm. If it had just been released as like an asylum picture, people would shit all over it. But because he made it, I think a lot... Because, I mean, I don't... Okay, now I'm going to be controversial. I don't get the whole Kevin Smith hero worship that a lot of people have. I think mm-hmm. he's great, big fan of his stuff. But a lot of people are like, he can do no wrong and he's the messiah, effectively. If... <laughs> but, you know, it's true, though. People get like that. Um, oh yeah, people get it like that about everything. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But him specifically, because and again, it comes back to what I was saying before about him being one of the people. Mm-hmm. People sort of canonise him a little bit because of it, and then you're like, "Oh, Tusk's great." And like, Tusk's not that great. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. I, mean, I think for all the wrong reasons, but I probably won't ever need to go back to it except to watch the Gila Point scene. <laughs> and how funny was his story about getting Johnny Depp on board to play Gila Point oh, in both Tusk really and Yoga <laughs> Hoses and trying to get him for Moose Jaws? Yeah, oh, that was brilliant as well. But I think it's, it's pretty much reached the point where Kevin's just making films to entertain himself. That's the thing. I mean, one part of his kind of his thing as well is that I think he's, you know, he definitely makes everyone feel a bit warm and fuzzy while he's talking because he kind of, you know, always goes on, you know, if you, you know, want to do something creative, go for it. You're yeah. special and unique and individual and you should... Everybody's awesome. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. He's cool. So I think that's got to be a bit of why I suppose so many people sort of, yeah, like you said, sort of hero worship him. But at the same time, for things like Tusk, like, I get what you mean. Like, if someone else had released it, you're right. Like, it probably... Yeah, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, but you can just see that he's doing it for, like he said, he's doing it for himself. Like he's doing it because that's what he thinks is funny, and yeah, yeah it's kind of nice. That it's just you know, this is what Kevin Smith thinks is funny. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting because <laughs> he wanted to see the movie, so he had to go and make it. I'm, I am yeah. looking. I'm looking forward to Yoga Hoses. I think it's going to be funny as fuck. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. I think that's going to be brilliant. After yeah, we're talking about Moose Jaws. I'm really looking forward to that now too. But you know what? I think this is starting to look, feel, smell, sound, and taste like a, like a show. Mm, mm. Yeah, poke a fork in it. It's done. I'm, I'm thinking so. You can, people, as always, send us thoughts, cookie recipes, pictures of Kristen Krauk, uh, whatever, to nerdcornerau at Gmail. Tweet us at nerdcornerau on the Twitters. You can find me via that. Where can people find you, son? Uh, you can get me at, at Paul Parton on Twitter. And I've just dropped my real name. Yeah, well, that's, you can use it. That's fine. I just refuse to because I've literally never done it. And that's P-A-U-L-P-A-R-T-O-N. Track him down. He posts funny shit. He's a funny guy. Um, 
Thank you very much. <laughs> and thank you for having me. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been loads of fun. Not a problem. Um, depending on when John Boy gets let out of the asylum or wherever he happens to be because I didn't make up a funny excuse, um, we'll... Yeah, we'll have you back. We'll bring back Rachel the Ring, and we, you know, that would be a really good idea. Get me, you, and Rachel on the same show. Hey, that would be awesome. I'd love that. All right, kids, we are done. Bye.